All right. Hi, I'm Hello. Oh. Uh, Wait, roll with it, roll with it, roll with it, roll with it. Okay, hi, I'm Rushmi. And we're your co-hosts of Anything But, a podcast where we chat with notable people about anything but what they're notable for. Welcome to the after show. In this after show, we'll be chatting about an episode we released earlier this month uh, with Madam Gandhi. So I think we're just going to jump right into our conversation here about that and probably anything but that, too, knowing the two of us. As always. We are big fans of our tangents. Okay, so, I mean, just from the start, like, initial thoughts is I absolutely loved talking with her. It was such an inspirational conversation, and... I just appreciated getting to hear about her thoughts on her own struggles and getting to kind of get inspired by the things that she was saying and then also hearing about how she practices that in her everyday life. Because I feel like sometimes when it comes to inspiration, we're often left with just like quotes or just thoughts to think about. But then we actually got to see how she put it into practice. Then you really start to actually think about it. So I really appreciated that about her episode. Kieran is an incredible person. I think that's mm-hmm. like we we both realized that from the minute we got on the on the conversation into the conversation with her. And I mean, that was the very first time we'd ever like spoken or interacted with her ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I just felt such I mean, she she'd mentioned it too about like the the refreshing energy that she brings to spaces. Yeah. I just felt like we were in this warm space. Uh, right that's how we could could talk about like whatever whenever and i i think what i really appreciated about that conversation is that we weren't really focused on like material achievements accomplishments we weren't really talking about work we're just talking about being people like what is the human experience and i think so often because of how fast-paced our society is now we just Mm -hmm. forget that we are at a most basic level just trying to exist as people and yeah. when we so because other things are always so important, like this is happening to me now this week, I have work, I have schoolwork, I have all these things that I have to do. But I have in my mindset, I wish I could just have time to think. Yeah. And I just don't make the time for it. So having the opportunity to really focus on. The the very basics of existence, yeah, yet how important they really are was incredibly valuable for me because I feel like we just don't do it anymore or enough. Mm -hmm. Even when she was saying like how she's prioritizing sleep and things that are just like given nature for all of us. And she was saying like nature made it so easy. It's literally there for you to take advantage of, to relax with, to utilize those things so that you can achieve your best, your inner peace and your success. And I. It was kind of a call out for me because I was like, that's so true. Because I think sometimes when I get so worked up about life and all these things that I feel like I need to do in life, especially now, like I turned 20 like a month ago, a little over a month ago. So I'm like entering a new decade and I like feel all these pressures of all these things I need to do with my life right now. And just to hear someone tell me like, you know what, like, Rather than focus, you can still focus on the bigger things, the more unique things that come up in life, but also prioritizing things like your sleeping, your eating, 
drinking water, the basic things that we need to like even survive as humans is also things we need to support our soul and our internal well-being. So that was a little check-in moment for me. I was like, okay, I feel like this is something I can work on a little bit. I also just recently turned 20 and I've had like the, the new decade crisis moment a couple of times where it's like, wow, what have I done in 20 years? What do I want to do with the next 20? Like, what is, who am I? What's going on? What's happening? And yeah, I feel like I have a list of things that I feel like I should be doing or should have done that I just haven't. And that creates pressure that I can just choose not to impose on myself. <laughs> like, it's so yeah. easy. Like, there are all these things that I'm thinking about only because I'm thinking about them. Mm -hmm. And like when I was growing up, my parents would tell me because I'm a I'm naturally a pretty obsessive person. Like, I will I will just latch onto something. And that is where all of my energy and attention goes. And growing up, my parents would tell me, like, focus on something else, like focus your mind on something mm -hmm. else, um, which is much easier said than done. But as I've gotten older, I've realized to getting to some of what Kieran had talked about, too. Like truly so much of the way, so many of the things we bring into our lives are our choice. Like we yeah. can choose who we surround ourselves with. We can choose what we do with our time. We can choose what we choose. We can choose what we care about. And all of those things tie so directly into our fulfillment at a deeper, more soulful level mm -hmm. than we often talk about. Yeah. And like I've had conversations with people at college too around the idea that there's a, a whole group of students who are just kind of chasing the bag they're like i'm doing mm. this x y or z path because i know it will make me a lot of money and mm -hmm. not because i like it not because i enjoy it yeah. i actually actively don't enjoy what i'm doing but i have faith that i will make a lot of money from it so that one day i might be fulfilled yeah i don't think that's any way to live yeah I I, I am definitely a proponent of the idea that every day you should be doing the things you enjoy doing and that you mm -hmm. will be just fine. I think as a society, we have incentivized having so much capital that it yeah. seems almost counterproductive to choose well-being and just baseline human satisfaction and success over material success. Mm-hmm. And like when you're following your passions too, you're going after something that you know you'll want to put effort into. You'll want to show up for the things that you're going after. And I think when you really internalize that with what you're doing and you take a moment to reflect on where your passions and your genuine interest lies, you'll find, I feel like, a new unlocked kind of motivation that maybe you didn't even know you had that you'll always consistently want to be there for because you'll you'll only want to see that succeed if it's something that you're truly passionate about. Oh, 100%. It's the idea of what the quote, it's something like, if you do what you love for the rest of your life, you'll never work a day in your life. Yeah. It's something like that. I, I really, yeah. really like that idea that if you just follow what you truly are passionate about, then you will be happy. Like, yep. don't force yourself to do things that don't click with you. Don't force yourself to want to like things just because 
it gets more money or people tell you you should like this thing. Um, yeah. But it's hard. And like it is hard. Balance too. Yeah, it's yeah. hard. That's like, there's always a balance to find because also obviously like everyone has different life experiences. We're not all walking the same paths to be able to just go after our passion. If That's there's true. other baseline things. I was actually just rewatching some like Kardashian clips. And I don't know if you remember this, okay, but there okay, was okay. this time where Kim Kardashian made this statement. It was some like women in business interview, I think. And she made this statement that was like, my advice for women is to get up and work. Nobody wants to work these days. I'm like working all the time. Like you have to get up and go after what you want. And I remember all of these comments, even on this like clip that I was like watching today, like all of the comments are still there and still being posted where it's like when you come from the perspective, especially someone like Kim Kardashian, it's very much the perspective of you are you are working hard and no one's denying that, but you're working without the survival mode that's hanging over you that's hanging over a lot of people and that's why i also think what kieran said about really prioritizing things that ideally would be accessible to most people like sleeping um and drinking water and eating and even that isn't accessible to a lot of people but looking at even the little things too can help ground yourself to help you go on a path of finding balance between going after what you need to survive in a capital in a in a capitalist society and then also to also manage your own stress and your own well-being because your mental well-being is so important it's so like overlooked but it can truly decide so many things about your life it can it it's like the silent yeah modifier for some people do who don't even realize, like, I, I feel like we're in this point where we're starting to pivot as a society towards more understanding of like mental health does actually matter. It has an impact yeah. in the way that you experience the world and the trajectory of your life. Mm-hmm. But there's still stigma around it. And that's something that we have to work actively to dismantle so that like, I'm, I'm in two psych classes right now where we're talking a lot about mental illness. And in one of them, particularly, we talk about like social and cultural connotations and basically the way that mental illness exists in different societies Mm -hmm. and in our lecture today we were exploring how some things like schizophrenia are treated very negatively in the united states like the idea of the word itself schizophrenia becomes a really bad thing yeah in some of our communities here whereas in some communities uh the case study i think they had brought up was from india they were saying the the doctor in their notes wrote the code for schizophrenia, but never once mentioned the word to the patient, instead framing it as something that was a treatable condition that's manageable mm. and that here's what we can do to help improve quality of life. Never once introducing the idea of the word schizophrenia that might have a right. negative connotation here. So even just the way that we talk about things yeah. can have an impact. Now, I only know enough to be dangerous when it comes to these concepts we talked about in our lecture where I don't actually have a full grasp on the implications mm. of each of these. But I know at the core of the argument is this idea that simply how we talk about things 
mm. impacts the way that our society perceives them and how we can move in towards treatment or towards just better overall standards of life and better interactions between people so that we don't yeah. have as much stigma. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Because it is a health crisis, like mental health in and of itself is still health. And it's something that we need to treat with the urgency that we also treat physical health crises that you see all around the world. So, yeah, I mean, that's something that I feel like I've always kind of thought about. But as I'm getting older and I'm also starting to hear from other experiences of other people, because I feel like when I was younger, I struggled a lot with my mental health when I was a lot younger. But it was very much like I only heard about my experience and it was very much a me, me, me kind of focused thing. And as you get older and you hear about all of the vast different types of experiences that people have with even the exact same mental health issues or concerns, everyone is experiencing it in different ways and also very similar ways. And I don't know, it's, it's something that I feel like, I don't know, I want to dedicate more time to it. I haven't really like thought about it too much until we actually started having this conversation. But that's something I want to dedicate more time to, especially to younger populations of students. How do you want to do that? How do you want to go about dedicating that time? Gosh, I have like, honestly, I think I want to. I, OK, here's the thing. I have used like crisis text lines before. I've had different experiences with different lines. So like some of them, I feel like, I don't know, you were kind of left stranded a little bit. Other times I feel like it was beneficial. But I think that's something I would want to join in on. I know they have one at Emory and they have crisis lines like all over the country, too. So that's maybe somewhere where I would start, because that's something I've only ever used like as someone reaching out to the line and i would be curious to kind of get involved in things that i've only seen from one side and being more directly involved in personal experiences that people have and also just kind of being there to talk to people and trying to emphasize to being an open space because obviously i'm very lucky i've had the resources available to me like therapy which is so expensive, like un outrageously expensive. So being able to be there as a support system for other people that are not given the same resources. And obviously I'm not an, like an, a licensed therapist, but being there as a support system and trying to make that more known and be more active about that. That's cool. I think you're right that we need to actively dedicate more time and resources to things like that mm -hmm. where there's been a lot of buzz around expanding mental health resources at our university yeah and there's been a lot of talking the talk but not a lot of walking the walk on yep. some some um expansion measures mm -hmm. and i feel like that happens a lot like that's not a unique experience where so many times whether it's an institution or an individual we'll talk about like oh yes mental health is super important Mm -hmm. we're going to help. We're going to do all these things. And then the things just like don't ever show up. Yeah. And it goes to that idea of being like feeling stranded. It's that sometimes when we need to provide the most support, we are just aren't providing any. Yeah. And 
that's why for me, it starts to like before I need to look at what I can do for myself in my own mental health journey Mm -hmm. so that I am in a position to help other people too. Yeah. And yeah, I think that's, you know what I mean? Like for me, I write a lot. I use, do you? Okay. You know, like journaling or like, yeah. yeah, Okay. Yeah. No, that sometimes I I write like things all the time. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I'll just be walking about my day and I'll just have a thought and it'll just like end up in my notebook or in the notes app on my phone or something. Um, But sometimes I'll sit down for like, it turns into what's supposed to be 10 minutes becomes like an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. And I'm just writing because it helps me make sense of my own thoughts. It feels to me like so many things can get tangled when they're just stuck inside my head that one of the good ways for me to get it out is writing and like talking to people. Yep. And I know that doesn't work for everybody. That's how it works for me. Or when it comes to just the side of like well-being, because I think, you know, there are times where different, where we need to do different things for different reasons. For me, sometimes if I'm just feeling stressed or overwhelmed and I'm not necessarily tangled in my own thoughts, Mm -hmm. I just need to like chill out for a second. Yeah, I'll grab my camera and I'll go for a walk and just make pictures for fun and try to see the beauty in the world Um. around me. That's Instead sweet. of sitting at my desk, staring at work, my long to-do list of things that yeah. I like, need to get done by midnight tonight or whatever. So part of it, too, is exploring different outlets. interventions or outlets yeah. with yourself to find what does work and what doesn't. Because it's so hard to help yourself when you don't know how. Yeah. And that's part of it, too. Like, we have to help ourselves. In addition to seeking help from others. That's why they always tell you on airplanes that you have to adjust your own mask before helping others. Because you, you like you genuinely like it's so difficult to consistently be like be there for others in a very present state. If you have so many other things going on, I think that's something I've been I like hearing about, like how we kind of manage. Like, I think it's cute to hear about everyone's different ways of managing stress and helping with their mental health because everyone is going through a lot of different things and sometimes similar things and we all approach dealing with that very differently so I think that's nice to just hear about like what other people are doing I like to journal I also just talk to myself like sometimes I'll just like sit on the couch and I'll just like be talking about literally anything I don't know about a show I watch sometimes it's just like nice to like hear some something noise in your ear that's not anything like super agitating or anything so I don't know I think always just taking time for yourself is important because you want to be able to show up for others and it also really does help you kind of validate your own experiences I feel like when I was growing up a lot I felt like I really had to like invalidate other people's experiences in order to validate my own like oh someone's not experiencing this grief in the same way that I am or like I'm having these certain stressors and these people are not having these stressors xyz like I feel like growing up a lot of people played that game of comparison because it's like a lot of what we're taught to do especially when we're like younger and growing up and you're trying to find yourself but really focusing on yourself and letting people in. It's not to say you'll never let people into your own personal needs, but 
really prioritizing that time for yourself to validate your own experiences so that when you're going on and helping others and taking care of others, you can really be there for them and validate their experiences without even like really considering your own in comparison to that. And you're using that as a way to support other people. Yeah, no, I, I agree in that it's like existing as a person is just a complicated thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I feel like a lot of our conversation with Kieran got to that core that it's mm -hmm. not easy, but we're in cheesy line coming. We're in it together. <laughs> like we, we share the common human experience insofar as we are people existing in the same time on the surface of the same planet. Mm -hmm. Now we all have distinctly, we all have distinct journeys mm -hmm. within that time where none of us are experiencing the same reality at any point. Yeah. But the commonality is that we are like the same creature on the same surface. Mm -hmm. And having even just a core compassion to understand that we are, in fact, connected in that way okay. as a foundation to seek out more, um, more compassion and connection in the world, mm -hmm. I think is something I try to do. Like just remind myself, you know, we're all people. We're all going through different things. And even just saying hi to someone on the street who you don't know, just waving, like acknowledging Mm -hmm. that they're there can go a long ways. Mm -hmm. um, I was having a conversation with a friend maybe over the past week or so where he had mentioned that idea that even just acknowledging someone's presence yeah, like helps. We, I want to be seen. I want to feel like I exist not just in my own space, that people see the space that I take up and that I deserve to take up that space. Yeah, And one little way to validate how like my, my desires to take up space is when other people acknowledge that I'm there. Yeah. So I know I always like, even if people, even if I don't know the people, if like a stranger just like is, hey, or like even just makes eye contact and like yeah. the awkward smile when you pass someone, right? <laughs> yeah. Like even those small moments mean a lot to me because it's like, yeah, we don't know each other, but we're both here in this moment. We share that split second together yeah and we see each other dang you got me all like inspired i feel like i'm gonna go write a list after this of like things that i want to do to better improve on a lot of the things we're talking about i might go do that maybe i will i'll like sit down in my journal and write a list of things because i like i do want to really work on that i think it's something I've definitely gotten better at it in college and maybe it's just because you have to be so much more independent and you learn a lot about yourself and about others and how to treat others. I feel like so it's been like very it's been a gradual progression. I feel like for everyone um, surrounding me, like you can tell how everyone is learning to approach different things. But I don't know. That's something I want to really keep working on as a person the last thing that i ever want to do to someone is make them feel like they're unseen yeah so like you're saying i've i've been trying to make the time this week to do exactly what you just said to sit down <laughs> and make like to write about what i can do to be a better person and yeah. just help the world feel a little bit smaller for those around me 
And it starts with something as simple as just saying hello. Yeah. And no, so yes, you should you should go do that. If you have it, you're on you're on and summer break now. I'm right? on summer break. I'm okay, done. So I'm you have school. the time. I have time. I, yeah, it's I am it's not, so interesting but... too because we're talking about very small things like saying hello or acknowledge even like in a conversation if you're meeting someone for the first time like this is something I've been trying to work on especially like coming from a super shy like more introverted perspective is like if you're in a conversation you go up to someone or okay sorry I'm not the best at this so let me explain it from a perspective of someone doing it for me when I'm like sitting with my friend and someone that they know comes up and says hi to them and they're talking, but they still introduce themselves to me, even if we haven't met yet and are like acknowledging me in the conversation. I think that's such a beautiful thing. And that's something I want to like get better at. I know I noticed when I got to college how I did not do that because I was like so focused on the person that I knew. And it's such a like I mean, it's one, it's disrespectful, like for like manners wise, but also it's such a small thing that you can do to even just help acknowledge someone, even if you don't know them and you can continue having the conversation with the person, you know, if it's like short, but taking those smaller steps to acknowledge people and just like continue to broaden your network of people that you can say hi to and help feel validated in the world but it's interesting because it seems like such small things but they're also things you have to check in with yourself and actually maybe sit down every once in a while and just kind of check in like how am i doing maybe that's why it's also good to have a list of goals because then you can maybe sit down and think how well am i actually practicing these things that i have for myself and how well am i actually going after these goals that i've laid out that i said i'm gonna do i think it's important to also check in yeah, definitely. I mean, one thing, this is like semi-related. One thing that I think too is important for me is that I've got in my head like this unwritten list of ways that I want to move through the world, things that I do just to try to help, mm -hmm. you know, foster a sense of humanity, I guess, like saying hi to people. So then I, I take that and I look and assess myself, like how am I, like, am I, putting myself out into the world in a way that makes me receptive to those same things from other people mm -hmm. where like I do my best to not walk around with headphones on because I always feel so defeated when I see a friend and I like say hello I call them by their name and they just keep walking because they've got airpods in or something oh yeah, yeah. because they're just in their own world yeah so I never want to be that way I like I don't want you know me to be out walking somewhere someone calls my name I just am in my own world completely separate from what they've done and then they walk away wondering like am i being ignored did they just not hear me like what's going on um so i just i make a conscious effort to walk around with open ears so that in the off chance someone's like oh hey what's up yeah. i'm not you know blocking myself off i think too for me like when i walk into say a dining hall and i see someone sitting like airpods in watching a video on their phone or something they se just seem unapproachable yeah um i think we've constructed ourselves around technology so much that it's like we we occupy ourselves with things rather than each other okay. and it makes it, it just builds this wall that's hard to break through sometimes even though it's as simple as showing up and be like hey what's up i know you're like watching 
YouTube, but how about we have a conversation instead? Um, yeah. Like those simple things sometimes are just really hard to do. So I do my best to get rid of those barriers so that other people don't feel like they have to break them down. I have such bad news for you. I am 110% the person that's walking across campus with my AirPods in. And I will be the person sitting on my phone and watching something. Okay, well. I see your face the whole time. But actually, that's interesting because I've never actually thought about it like that when I'm walking across campus with my AirPods in. Because like you said, I'm just kind of in my own world, just trying to like disassociate from whatever is going on around me. So it's very interesting to hear it from another perspective because I am that person that always has something going on in front of me. Yeah, I think for me too, part of the beauty outside of just having, you know, being available for people to say hello mm-hmm. is there's so many things in the natural world that I miss when I put myself into my own sonic world. Like I miss yeah. birds chirping. I miss leaves blowing. Like simple things. Yeah. I've gone, I miss the sound of my footsteps. Like I, when I walk around, sometimes my hearing just like hones in on certain little sounds that help me more viscerally appreciate existing in that singular moment. Yeah. Like I really, I've, I've been walking sometimes and go, oh, like that's where they got the Minecraft walking sound. <laughs> like random things like that. Where it's just these small associations or memories, these feelings that I think we have almost ripped out of ourselves yeah. and replaced with artificial uh, stimuli. So I, I've been making a conscious effort to return to, I, I don't walk. I, I do my best, at least. I break this rule sometimes. But I do my best not to look at my phone when I'm walking. Because then, one, I miss people. But also, there's, I guess it's may, maybe it's dangerous, too. But I also, <laughs> the, I also then can take in the world around me, which yeah. I think I just miss. I bike pretty much everywhere on campus. Right. Because it's it's big. I'm in a rush all the time, even though I shouldn't be because <laughs> there's anyway. Um, but sometimes I walk, whether it's just going on a walk or because I've given myself enough time to walk to class. And I will discover new things about the place I've been for like a year and a half already. Yeah. That are on my everyday path that I just never noticed before because I was moving by so fast looking towards the destination like i've got two and a half minutes left to get to this lecture instead of actually seeing what's around me and one of my biggest fears is that i'm going to move through this world and not actually ever see it because i will just everything will be going by in a blur because i am rushing to whatever's next yeah so i have to remind myself i can mitigate the future realization of that fear Mm -hmm. by just taking the time now to simply exist. That was beautiful. I feel like that's something I Thank no, you. Like Thank genuinely, you. that Thank was you. really beautiful. I feel like that's something I need to really practice. Cause I think I'm like, I've definitely, you know, I I always complain about my dad because he's sometimes like he's the type of person that's like one extreme or the other. But I've noticed I'm quite literally the exact same way sometimes. So it's like kind of rich for me to make fun of him for that. Because, like, I think I'm just, like, really struggle. Maybe someone will relate to this. But you just, like, 
sometimes miss that mark where it's like I am not feeling like just engaging socially at all like I really just need time to myself so that's when like I really do enjoy just like eating meals by myself or watching something or I like I don't know like I'm like I need to like isolate and then it's on the other hand I'm like I need to be social at literally every minute of the day I will not go one minute without talking to someone without hanging out with someone I'm going to be the biggest social butterfly ever and I feel like honestly now that I think about it and especially after you said that I feel like a lot of the reason why I'm always going to one extreme like I'm either going to complete isolation or too much stimulate like too much social stimulation is probably because I never actually take the time to appreciate that middle ground where I can just walk and like listen to the air as opposed to music or whatever it is and I feel like I haven't taken enough time to actually focus on that middle ground where I don't have this like one or the other and I'm able to walk across campus maybe and like be alone but also still get to engage socially with people if they come across or if I see someone or something going on I feel like I don't take that time that's some so now that you've said that I'm realizing I feel like if I I also am like worried I'm gonna lose my hearing because I like use my airpods too much so that's another issue but I I don't know that's something I want to work on I think it's it's something that we all like a lot of people at least have to work on. And for me, I mean I say this is what I do. It it is slowly becoming second nature. But sometimes I do I will like pull my phone out while I'm walking and I'll tell myself, wait, no, stop. Like I, I pull over. Yeah. Like I'm walking and I pull over to the side of the sidewalk and then I'll do what I need to do and keep walking. I'm like, this can wait. Right. Even when I'm biking. I will see a notification come up on my phone and there's like this immediacy in me that feels like I yeah in that moment but then I remind myself like I'm going to be where I'm going in literally two minutes mm-hmm. like it can wait two minutes um, yeah. so many things are designed to force us into a fast pace of life mm-hmm. that it's hard to break out of it because mm-hmm. no matter where you look no matter what tools you're using it feels like we have to do things immediately. And I hate it. Absolutely hate that that is how we've constructed. And it's it's all our fault. Like we have done this. Yeah, no, it's completely I was literally (laughs) thinking about this today because I I was on my phone for a bit longer than one would have liked today. (laughs) And I remember I was trying to put my phone down because I was trying to do something. And I kept like I got a text or I saw some kind of notification and I kept picking up my phone because I was like, I like I have to respond to this right now. Like there's absolutely nothing else that matters. And then I'm like, no, I don't have to do that. So then I try to put like do not disturb on or something. But then I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm not getting any notification. Then you're checking do not disturb. (laughs) You're like, what did I miss? What did I miss? I'm like, what if I miss something important? And I think. I really want to work on training myself in small ways because it's like truly like how much especially like phones and electronics have totally consumed our life. Like you do have to kind of train yourself like honestly like a little kid and kind of break it down into small steps. 
And I think that's okay too. I think so many times, like when people are talking about breaking, like their consistency of looking at their phone or being on screens or whatever it is that someone may be struggling with that they're doing too often, it's always like one extreme or the other. It comes back to that same thing where it's like, okay, I'm going to cut out my phone for like weeks and weeks on end and it lasts like three days. It's, you have to train yourself to break down those long-term goals. And because you can also recognize like, it's okay if you maybe have a problem like checking your phone too often. Like so many people have that problem. So being able to allow yourself to make mistakes and kind of process that slowly it will help you so much more in the long run rather than trying to jump the gun. Because that's the other thing where it's like we're trained to want to do things so quickly that we just like feel like we have to jump to the final step without realizing if you don't do all of those little steps along the way, even if you get to your end step, it's not going to be sustainable and it's not going to last for whatever however long you want it to or it's not going to become part of your routine you have to give yourself that time to work on it okay so you mentioned screen time Mm -hmm. i know our phones track screen time oh god can we do a little dive oh god comparison oh shoot yeah Oh, God. Are we, are we going to look at yesterday or should we look at like the daily average for the week? Let's do. Let me. OK, wait, I don't I'm not going to lie. I don't I don't really know how this. Go into settings. OK, screen time and then screen time. OK. OK, my daily average is not too bad this week, but I guess okay. I'll see it. Okay. What's your daily average? No, you go first. No, you go. <laughs> um, OK, wait, sorry, it's loading. It says updated yesterday. Okay. What was that face? What is your daily average? Uh, Oh, boom, boom. Okay. (laughs) Five hours and 50 minutes. Okay. I feel like that's, like, not terrible. Okay. I feel like that's really bad. Mine is four hours, 18 minutes. I want to try to get it down to three hours. Wait. Okay. Let's hear. What are your, like, most used apps? Oh. See all activity. TikTok. Wait, what's your? Definitely. Is that your number one? Yeah. Let's just go number one because I think that's like pretty interesting. What your absolute number one is? Yeah, TikTok. My number one is messages. Interest. Wow, this is making me look. <laughs> I mean, I think it's like TikTok. I, how many hours? I know. How many? How many hours does it say um, on TikTok? Uh, um, momento. I closed it. One second. Oh, it tells okay. you how many notifications you get from it, too. Wow. Oh. Okay, so my daily average on TikTok is an hour and 39 minutes. Okay, but what's your, like, uh, how many total? Your total time? Uh, today? just like for the week how do you see like it should if you where you see daily average if you go just like in huge numbers at the very top it says it should tell you oh two hours and 13 minutes oh well okay 
So I have three hours, 36 minutes in my messages app this week. Interesting. With a daily average of 54 minutes. Okay. And 333 notifications. Wow. This week. And we're, at, we're only at Wednesday, though. Dang. I yeah, see, I I I would prefer messages to be at the top of mine because at least I'd be talking to people. Like I know that TikTok, I know this, and it's just like you still keep using it. But I I'll make like, you feel better. My number two is Instagram. Oh, okay, mine too. Oh, is it okay? So I literally have a time limit on my TikTok because I know okay. that I use it too much, and I just click ignore limit if it like comes up and I'm scrolling on TikTok. Because it yeah. does that same thing that we were talking about. It gives you that like fast pace, instant gratification. Like, you just yeah, keep going. You just keep scrolling, and I don't even know half the things I like. And I, you obviously like get a couple videos here and there, but it comes after like hours and hours of scrolling. And and it's so easy to just keep going. Like yeah, you don't I, ever have to stop. I don't even know what it is. I'll just be sitting there, and my thumb will just be moved i i it's like literally like disassociated i can't like my thumb is just scrolling and scrolling and i'm like oh i should probably get off tiktok i feel like i've just been sitting around and i'll just keep scrolling to like find that like one like 10 second just like little excitement and then i just keep scrolling and then you don't see anything interesting for a while but there's something it's so i mean yeah i think it's definitely a problem, and it's something I would like to work on. Speaking of TikTok, my I'm I'm sorry, Scott. I'm going to I'm going to say something. <laughs> my my roommate for the first part of the year, he's in Cape Town, South Africa, right now. Um, but oh, cool. occasionally throughout the first part of the year, I just like be doing work and hear the same sound over and over and over. And I'd look, it's just like his phone on his desk, and it's just like the same TikTok, just like on repeat, because it's one of those things where like it's so easy to just go in and out of it. Yeah. And you don't even, it gets to the point where it just becomes white noise. Like you forget that it's there. Yeah. And I found myself too. I'll have, because I'm an old man deep down inside, I'll have like YouTube shorts open. Uh, or, like, <laughs> <laughs> or like Instagram reels occasionally. And I'll be taking like a, a short break that, or it's supposed to be short, do a little bit of scrolling. And then I'll go back to my work and just like the app is open, just like playing on repeat. Oh, yeah. And then every five minutes, I'll just like swipe to a new thing. Yeah. No, actually. Okay. I'm like, actually Why is that really glad. Thing? It's, it's so dumb. Like, it's genuine. I can't even listen to music sometimes anymore. Like today, I like, cause I like when I'm like at home and I can like play music on my speaker. And I got tired of it and just switched to playing TikToks out <laughs> You're kidding. Wait, I'm really? not even I'm literally not joking because I couldn't listen to a song because I was like, this is too long and I'm bored. I need to switch to my TikTok sounds and I would just play those because they're only like 10 seconds. That's so funny for me. I'm the complete opposite. I'll be on like Instagram and I'm like this is too short. So I will open YouTube and go find like a five minute video to watch. Like if I got it, like I don't want to get the 10 second bit of news. I want you to give me the five minute news story. And I will watch like the five minute video. That is because so I interesting. Want, I want the longer form. So I really enjoy listening to music. It's like when I'm Not working, I will, and I want, I'm the kind of guy who won't skip a song. Like I want to play the song all the way through. I want. Have you ever to driven with me? Like, have I ever driven you anywhere? 
I don't even I, think I have. Maybe maybe once, but if you Because I was once. gonna say, in my car, it's like once we hit like a 30, 40 second mark and I'm over it, like we are on to the next song. I will skip a song within the first second if I'm going to skip it. Okay. Unless it's like an eight minute long song that really gets boring partly <laughs> through. Yeah. But no, that's so wild that we're completely the opposite. <laughs> yeah. I no, I've been like seriously trying okay. Clearly it doesn't sound like I've improved at all. But I've been trying to like lengthen my attention span because it's gotten so bad where I like when it really comes down and the thing is like when it comes to like things that I am very passionate about, like school and our podcast, it's never that much of an issue. But for some reason, just like in my everyday life, when I want to be doing other things like reading a book or just listening to like full songs and appreciating them for what they are, just like in my rest times, I don't I really have been trying to work. I've been trying to minimize how much I use my break times to just get these like super duper short, fast paced types of entertainment because. I the thing is you'll never get fulfilled by them, which is why we keep scrolling and you keep going because you're never gonna find because they're like ten to fifteen second videos, and I find that sometimes if I take a break and I go, I really like and it's interesting too because I like YouTube channels that are like sit down long talking videos. Like a lot of the channels I'm subscribed to are just like people who just sit down and talk for 20 minutes about something. And if I find that I watch one of those, I'm like, okay, that was good. I feel like that was entertaining and I learned something and I can keep going on with my life. Whereas with TikTok, I feel like there's always going to be something better or there's always going to be something more that I can find and I can never find it. But for some reason, my brain has convinced that, like convinced myself that I will be able to find something that will give me that same fulfillment. Well, speaking of attention spans, I feel like we're probably starting to stretch if we haven't already stretched the attention span of the folks listening. I know. <laughs> but see, this uh, is what I'm saying. It's like in the podcast, I feel like I could just like talk and talk and talk. But for some Oh, we reason, totally could. Yeah. And we probably will continue talking after the record <laughs> button is yeah. here on this thing. Uh, but I think I think we'll let everybody go unless you have any burning thoughts to get out at the end. No. I'm happy to leave them with that. I hope you all learned something and resonated with things that we said. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us. As always, you can reach us through our social medias because we actually are the ones behind those. Um, when we say our team, it is like us and our producer. So we are a small team, um, but that means you actually can get a hold of us. Yeah. So thanks again for joining, and we will see you in a couple of weeks with our next interview. So stay tuned for more about that. But in the meantime, we'll see you next time. Or I guess you'll see us next time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Bye. Talk to you later. Bye. Anything But was created by Rushby Arranger and Nicholas Lepins, produced by Iman Rahman, with original music by Caleb Liu. 